0: Welcome to another episode of The Jasmine Tea, where we give you piping hot commentary on your favorite blackity black shows. I'm your host, Jasmine, and tonight my co host is Ms. Taylor Sutton. She is a loud and proud Insecure fan, and we're going to be recapping Insecure Season 5, Episode 1. Say hello to the people, Taylor. Hey, people. (laughs) So I know you were just telling me you watched yesterday's episode twice. So we're going to go ahead and dive into our what's been brewing moments. And that is simply what Black Twitter has been saying about Insecure. How hype are they for it? So let's just dive on in, okay? So one of the first tweets that I saw was a um, poll. It had like four different pictures, pictures, right? And so it was asking, which one of Issa's exes do you think (laughs) she circle back around and get with? So we got our options. Of course, we have Nathan. Remember, he was the ghoster with the emotional issues. We have our yes. dead and true Lawrence, you know, his little whoop-de-whoop app was a failure. He's <laughs> come-up. Now he's on the come-up. He come he's also a father. Next up, we have Daniel, who was hitting it with the music. And then we also have Eddie, who was neighbor babe. Like, remember, they started smashing kind of the time she broke up. But which yeah. one do you think Issa should circle back to? And which one would you date?
1: Ooh, the thing is, I don't. I think that one was a tough poll for me because I don't think she should circle back to any of them. Honestly,
0: I don't like to do Uh, these. Explain a little more.
1: (laughs) Yeah, nah, because we we not circling the block. Um, because Daniel, Daniel had potential, but that one incident, he he was kind of a little insensitive, especially (laughs) when it got (laughs) it. Yeah.
0: little mean. I ain't really like that, but he was fine, but not fine enough to be talking to me crazy.
1: Right. So, you're not just about to talk to me in any kind of way. And then there was um the the emotional ghoster. I don't I don't do that. Like if, if we're about to be in a, a relationship, I need you to communicate. Mm-hmm. Just say, "Hey, you know, I'm having issues with, you know, talking to you about this, but like hey, you can work it out." Because if he did once, he'd do it again. Um Lawrence, it's something about, you know, I guess, I love men who are fathers, especially if they're active fathers, but like I, and this is not to say that it's everybody, but men who have baby mothers have a tendency to circle back whether they're with somebody or not. So, um, and then in the last one, he just,
0: oof, he was fine, but like, hmm. Okay, so you don't think Issa should circle back to anybody, but would you date any of her exes? You know, I don't think I'd have dated any of them. Okay. They were all cute, though. They all <laughs> had potential. Um, I could have saw myself dating Lawrence. I did date a Lawrence back in the day. Um, <laughs> this show was, like, super-duper relatable. Like, when it first came on, Issa was, like, having issues with Lawrence. I was having issues with my guy. And it was just, like so many it's just a lot of similarities and we, even when they broke up i was like oh man
1: we probably it's the relatability of it yeah
0: I was so like, we probably gonna break up but no we broke up <laughs> anyway <laughs> next up so isa tweeted and she said that the theme for this season is are we gonna be okay um that was the question molly asked her when they were like hanging out at stanford kind of one-on-one and those am i gonna be okay moments how do you kind of like or as best you can maybe level out and continue to see through
1: i mean sometimes you just have to take a minute breathe meditate do whatever it is that brings you some peace and and just keep it moving um i've had to do that a lot lately (laughs) but i mean you are gonna be okay because as long as you you know i feel like when you wake up you have a chance to get it right the next day so you know
0: you're gonna be okay you just gotta keep it moving yeah, I definitely love me some Headspace. That's my favorite meditation app.
1: Um, yeah, or calm.
0: calm yes, is good. calm is great too. I like calm. Um, but that's very true. My daddy said one time I had like failed a class at Auburn my first semester, and I was calling him like crying about it outside of the library, and he was like, "Well, you know, just remember while you out here crying, the world's still turning. Like <laughs> life is still." Yeah lived and right at some point you know you, you gotta just gotta retake it but you gotta get back in there yeah it's like you know this time around you'll know you need some study partners you may need some tutoring you know um but you gotta get back in there so definitely I, say, I, I failed uh course my freshman year my mom was like I hope you kept them notes <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> cause you'll be back <laughs> cause you'll be back <laughs> okay our last what's been brewing moment um, it's kind of still figuring it out in your 30s. So somebody tweeted about like, hey, we still trying to figure this thing out. I can relate to this show because everything's not shiny and pretty like Issa and Lawrence thought they was about to get back together. Here comes Condola and a baby. Um, so in the name of like figuring it out in your 30s, finding out that adulting is just a bit of a scam, um, tell us something that you figured out about yourself or life this year. Like I know you were mentioning, hey, I gotta pause it, meditate, take a minute. But is there anything else that you kind of figured out here? Nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody knows. What nobody knows. Nobody knows what they're doing. Surprise.
1: Nobody. Um, I was telling, I was joking with somebody the other day. Actually, that adulting is a lie. We all just winging it and just trying to make it look good. Mm -hmm. so um but on a serious note i found out that you know in a way like as an adult money buys you time because you go from 18 having to ask people can you go to the bathroom to going to college where people just you're an adult you should know how to do this and it's like what do you mean because three months ago i was just asking hey can i leave
0: right like
1: they they expect you to grow up so quick and it's just like you don't have time to just kind of ease into it. So, you know, adulting is is mostly winging it.
0: It, for, is. For it the, is. For the part. Yeah. You just wake up every day and see what happens and try to make that, it like, in. You got to remember to feed yourself, clean yourself. You know, <laughs> these things called bills have due dates. Um, yeah, but, but once again like i said money buys you time because
1: you you go from being 18 and then because tuition is not a joke <laughs> like them student loans you know having to pay it but when you have money you're not concerned about those types of things like you have time to figure out what you want to do because i've noticed that one those internships do not pay you what you need to live when you if have they to pay it all Do not pay it off. So you have to do an internship for peanuts, and it's it's crazy to me. Mm -hmm. But if you have money, that internship don't mean nothing. You can continue your courses during whatever internship you have if you have the time, and just you know figure it out later.
0: Yeah, I can chip in on the money buys time tip. Um, This year, I started using a housekeeper. Um, mm-hmm. cuz glories, right? Workload was heavy. Like um, professional workload was heavy, creative workload was heavy, and I met this woman while I was out hiking she was like, "Oh yeah, I own a house keeping service." And I just but I had part of me felt like, "Well, who you think you are? You can't even clean your house." Or like, "Oh, you feel to go be super bougie and get a housekeeper." But I had to work through that because sis Taking that off of my task list, it gives me more time to like slow down, take a walk, cook something. Um, So I love it. Even like going to the gym, like finally just getting a gym membership so that I can go consistently and getting up earlier in the morning. Um, But that's dedicating time back to myself instead of just waking up. That's important. To work and then feeling groggy because I'm not energized or anything. So it definitely allows you to be more flexible.
1: No, there is no shame in having a housekeeper whatsoever. Like I said, you know, those things that you you don't have time to do you and you can afford to have outsourced, I recommend it to anybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're going to get into our piping hot moments from the episodes. These are three different moments that really define the episode or kind of kept it flowing, made it shift. And so, of course, we're going to start out with this awkward ass hug between Issa and Molly in the beginning of the episode. So, they're at Stanford, um, coming back. What was it like, I don't, it looked like Black Alumni Weekend to me as a person who went to a PWI. Um, <laughs> Stanford. It was alumni. It was alumni, it was alumni weekend. Alumni. Okay. Um, so, they're kicking it at Stanford. And this, we don't know. We don't know yet if this is the first time they've seen each other in a minute. You know, the last kind of ended, like it, Yeah, the last season ended with them like meeting up at that uh, restaurant and mm-hmm. going in and however their conversation went, we'll see. But clearly it looked like they hadn't seen each other in a minute. They hugging each other very awkwardly so I want to know have I can you- tell you
1: that they hadn't seen each other in a minute or they hadn't talked to each other in a minute because wow. they showed up in the same sweatshirt. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, no,
1: as, as a friend, girl
0: what you
1: wear yeah then you know you couldn't ask so no they hadn't talked
0: you would have exactly talked. what was in my put in my suitcase that's a good one. yeah yes yes
1: okay no, they had not
0: talk to each other yeah I want to know have you ever had a friendship fizzle like Molly and Ether were like in the thick of it and then here we are seeing them basically going down um yeah. have you yeah. ever had a friendship fizzle and how'd you kind of navigate that?
1: I mean, yeah. Um I think we've all had friendships fizzle and I think that the big difference is learning when to let go.
0: Oof, yes. Come on.
1: Because um, 'cause you'll like you'll be basically at the very end of something and you know that the relationship isn't working, the friendship isn't working, and you just try to hold on to it because it feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you can't, and I think that's kind of the sort of where, you know, self-awareness and having boundaries kind of sort of steps in, because if you're self-aware, you automatically know this isn't good for you. This isn't working out and you probably need to let it go. And just being like, Hey, so like we can be cordial, but like we not, we're not where we once used to be. Yeah. And so I think getting older and watching friends friendships fizzle, and understanding that people are sometimes in your life for seasons, reasons, and um, lifetime, like, and just being able to discern where to put people. That's...
0: Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's, that's important. That's lovely. You sound like my therapist. That was a theme. <laughs> it's like, you got to learn how to let go, Jasmine. <laughs> you got to learn how to... Yeah, no. And let- I, have, I have
1: issues. letting go sometimes because i just you know it's it's comfortable
0: comfortable. (laughs) yeah
1: and you're used to it and yeah i've had friendships fizzle fizzle out and it's just like when i was younger i would fight to keep them but as i got older i realized and it's just like hey so you know i get where you are coming from you know Mm -hmm. i wish you well that's it i wish you well
0: yeah so how do you Oh,
1: keep going. If it was on terror if it was on terrible notes, I wish you the life you deserve. So <laughs> I,
0: like that. I wish you the life you deserve. Love it. She put that on a t shirt. So our second piping hot moment is when Kelly said that she felt sad because the band didn't memorialize her. That was like the climax of the day. First of all, shout out to <laughs> It was just so freaking funny. But then she come in and see that Kelly was dead. Uh, It was a little scary at first because I was like, are we watching a flashback? Like, is Kelly really dead? Um, But Prentice, the showrunner for the show, tweeted and said that they really wanted to delve into the concept of Kelly feeling like a joke this season and see, like, how Kelly just always felt like she was a joke. Because Kelly has been that comedic relief. Like, we don't really know much about Kelly. We've never seen Kelly with a boyfriend or delved into her Mm -hmm. storyline. So we did see her with the man, but she did he, lie. Yeah, what's he <laughs> <lie>? Come on, <laughs> Kelly be running the games. Kelly is for the streets, basically. Um, but she had this moment. It's like you could see as the episode continued to progress how, like at first, it was like, Oh, they got me on here dead, like a joke. Um, but the more it went on, you could see that she was getting hurt because of. The very surface levels things people were saying, like "Oh, she had a great stanky leg." That's funny, especially when they broke out and did it. But you didn't live the whole life, and all people know you for is your stanky leg, or you didn't spend four years here, and people have no depth. So, like, what's your I, thoughts I, about that? How do you feel about Kelly? I feel like it's kind of telling,
1: um, because I feel like you know how sometimes people have to adapt, like a survival technique. I feel like she did it with humor Mm -hmm. and got so good at it that that's what people know her for. Like, she didn't, she kind of didn't put herself out there for people to know her like that. She just, you know, put up a wall and her wall was humor. Mm -hmm. Because I remember them being in the car and she was like, everything is a joke. Yeah. And then turned around and the girl was like,
0: hey, shit changed. And it's just
1: like, y'all are really dismissive.
0: Yeah, like y'all were missing the moment.
1: No, she said, you you missed the point. And I, at that moment, I knew, yeah, no, nah, her humor is a defense mechanism. She don't know nothing else. Mm-hmm. um, And so I just, I hope we get to explore Kelly more. Because mm-hmm. I, I do remember at the end of the first season, and then we're sitting in the hot tub, too. Like, she gets, she gives really amazing advice.
0: She does. That was my next question. Do you think they take her for granted? Because honestly. Yes. She's been the most stable friend. Like this is most like, stable. you know, it's everything almost a joke, but even her jokiness has been consistent and she's been there to kind of like lighten up the bullshit that's been going on. I mean, jokines. and then she's been about to say cuz I know I use
1: that, you know what we call that? Growth.
0: Yes. I <laughs> oh my God. That's one
1: of my favorite. <laughs> like like,
0: <laughs> it's one of my favorites.
1: Yeah. So, you know, but I, I think we, we should probably explore Kelly a little bit more in her seriousness and, you know, see where that stems from. Because, you know, you never know why people put up the walls that they do and develop the defense mechanisms that they have.
0: Yeah. So this was also stemming from the time where Issa was on her panel that was supposed to be like the com, but then it turned out to be a little blah. Um, but one thing she said, she was like, well, I don't even know if this entrepreneurial thing is even working out. You know, like I feel like kind of how we said in the beginning, everybody just wake up and figure it out. Like, we don't really know what we're doing out here. Um, so have you ever had a moment or a season like that where it's like, okay, I'm going to make a change, or it's like a move or a job or anything. And it's like, okay, I'm going to do this. And it's like, I don't even know if it's working, but here I am trying. Twice when I moved to Florida and then when I moved to
1: California. So you know, um, it, like, and it, those are big moves. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like you going from just like a, a regular city to. I, I went to two bigs. I lived in Orlando and I'm living in LA now. So like, those are huge moves, especially to make by yourself, mm-hmm. and essentially having to start over, which entrepreneurship kind of sort of is. You just you decide you didn't want to work for anybody, so you go into business for yourself. You didn't want to do a nine-to-five, so you work 24-7 type mm-hmm. Um And they, they weren't lying. Um, so just, you know, you winging it, trying to make sure, you know, you can... And then meeting people. And don't add COVID on top of that. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> yeah, it's, a lot. it's it's Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So, you know... Be like you have to be grounded for stuff like that, and you know, she was honest, mm. and like I can appreciate her honesty. But the thing about it is, I don't think the crowd wanted to hear her be honest. I think yeah, they wanted, wanted the proof. They wanted the they wanted the pretty Yeah, but it's like it's it's really really like there's a really really dark side to it because, you know, people entrepreneurship will tell you i don't have a steady check and that kind of concerns me whereas you nine to five you do the same thing every day every night blah blah blah. you you build a routine entrepreneurship
0: you don't get that kind of stability and you um, can be very lonely like you're literally yeah. creating a thing that has never existed and this is just your idea whatever god has given you and you have to make it exist that's you by yourself a lot friend like that's yeah your thought. you're gonna be alone a lot
1: mm-hmm. a lot <laughs> That is, you know, may God bless you to have people in your life who understand that sometimes you just can't go like and they can't go like and they just they just be there to check in on you and hey, how you doing? I hope life is treating you well. You know, maybe we go out and get drinks one day, something yeah. But like they, they understand that this is a path that you know you've been put on and it's something that you have to do i just i didn't like the way the crowd wanted to hear the pretty side of it
0: i, they, 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 I had to sit on that they didn't give isa like no play like i was sitting on the couch like yeah girl and the crowd was silent it was like dang I, what the black people in the audience said first of all shame on y'all because you're supposed to clap period okay he said we root for everybody black you're supposed to clap period just for the culture
1: like my
0: mama said, all skin folk ain't kin folk. So. Not. Ooh, add that to things I figured out this year, okay? <laughs> I figured oh, yeah, nah, out everybody's brown everybody is not down. Um, okay, so our third <laughs> piping hot moment, and surely my fave of the night, Lawrence picks Issa up from the airport, and you know, an airport ride, that's, that's love, that's dedication, especially LAX. And yeah, have- we're thinking like, you know, I was a little surprised to see him because um, we hadn't seen him yet in the episode. They hadn't really, really referenced him. And so I'm thinking that in my mind, oh, great. Oh, I mean, like, oh, great. They're still together. Um, But basically, Issa, she didn't say the words. So I want to talk about that too. She didn't say the words. I can't do this. We got to break up. Because really, are they even together? We know they've been fucking around and kicking it, but are they even officially together? Were they? Um, I feel
1: like it's situationship and I feel like she did that to leave the door open and that's kind of stringing him along which is where I can see how you know
0: because
1: you could hear the hurt in his voice when he was Mm -hmm. like yeah I know
0: I thought it was funny one she basically used him like an uber like hey thanks for the ride and knowing men he probably that's what I mean he had to talk to know she was going to Stanford and offer. He probably offered to pick her up from the airport just to create this moment of opportunity where they could talk and maybe he could plead his case. Because he also yeah. was getting food, like, oh, we just fine and we're going to kick it. That's a time-consuming activity, sir, and Issa wasn't really trying to spend that much time with you. He also asked what? if they could go upstairs and talk in her apartment. She shut it down. She not trying to spend that much time with you. So it did seem like Lawrence was maybe trying to just get the chance to plead his case. And just yeah. like, nah, I basically can't do this again, which I am here for. I don't want Issa and Lawrence to be together anyway. I feel like it's old, it's tired. How many times are we going to take this ride?
1: That and I, I feel like it, w- it would be a cycle. Yeah. And and start doing the same thing. She'd be tired all over again. Like, it's, it's a lot. You've experienced this one time. Like, you don't have to go through this again. And, and they should have had that talk when they
0: decided they wanted to try to rekindle it. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Were y'all, ever, were y'all even officially back together? Because to me, it just seemed like they was just situation can, like, situationship. And Issa yeah. said more invested in it than Lawrence to me. Like, I felt like... At like, least until that baby came up. Yes. Yes. I felt like last season, Issa was giving me more, oh, I think we're about to get back together than Lawrence Ruff. Because remember, he had that job opportunity, and he probably still do, Um, somewhere else. I feel like he was kind of dipping his toe in the past when he was talking about what could be, but he was really more interested in in the whatever may be next or the future.
1: No, I, I think people generally have an idealized version of how they want their life to go, and instead of living in the reality of it, they live in that fantasy world that they created, which mm-hmm. also creates expectations, which creates disappointments when people don't live up to the hype that you've created around them. Who say that? And, and that is something that I've been dealing with this year. I think so, yeah. So you know, when things like that fall apart, like it, it feels a little bit more devastating than it actually is. Cause you know, had you not, you know, I feel like this could be, I feel like he could be, or she could be.
0: It's giving me something very much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when you don't put that on somebody, when you just go with, you know, the flow and just, you know, figure it out as you go you're not as disappointed if it falls apart you're just like okay well we're just two different people with two different personalities and mm-hmm. you know we just click versus Issa, i think we can getting back like like you said she had like bright eyes and a bushy tail about getting back with them and then when canola oil came over yeah, like, hey. <laughs> yeah. pregnant pregnant which kind of put a stop or you know Messed up the version of Lawrence that she had in her head.
0: hmm Yeah. That, that changed everything. <laughs> okay. That wraps up our piping hot moments, the meat of our section. And so now we're going to have a little fun and play some games and take a few guesses. So we are going to play, in honor of Kelly and her just, you know, sad moments of wanting to be positively remembered, we're going to play R.I.P. Remember Me. <laughs> so I'm going to name some people, places, and things, and I want you to um, give me like a one-line, you know, memorial, like what would be on their tombstone, you would think about these things, okay? Okay. All right, so the first one up is Molly's Shoes. Remember, <laughs> so what would be our memorializing line for Molly Shoes?
1: They came and they went. <laughs>
0: they come and went. I would say you did your job. <laughs> yeah. You kept Molly safe, you know, when she was getting robbed. You had you sacrificed yourself for something to offer. So you did your job to so the shoot. Yeah. Uh, what about the dunes? So Issa and Lawrence's first apartment, we saw it all kind of start and go down there. How would you memorialize the dunes? Uh Like you said, we saw it all. We
1: saw it all. Yeah, we saw it all.
0: I would probably say, if you know, you know. Like, you just had to be there, (laughs) kind (laughs) of. And now somebody tweeted, they were like, it's kind of like the dunes. It's kind of like the black Hollywood sign now. It's like, it is. So, take pictures. It's
1: always somebody over there taking pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Always.
0: I like that. I like that. Okay, next up is Lawrence and Condola's relationship. You know, we saw her let our good brother down. Once he's trying to get more serious, she said that <laughs> So how would you memorialize that two of them? <laughs> a thorn in everybody's side. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't nobody, nobody asked for her. <laughs> in nobody the first place.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. Okay, and now some guesses, and we kind of talked about this one earlier. Do you think that Issa and Molly are going to be back, like, cool, cool? Like, by the end of the season here, do you think they're going to be back on their good friend level, like bestie level, or just kind we of we cordial and tolerate?
1: I feel like it's going to be cordial and tolerate, but I could be wrong. Like, they, they could get some, some therapy going. mm. But often the therapy with a friend. I would I would do therapy with a friend, yes. But the thing about uh, the thing about that is discovering like whatever issues you have,
0: mm-hmm. could
1: could also kind of sort of change your mind and change your feelings because once you start processing that, really, like and you get a clearer view on who you are and who they are, things could really change. So I I just feel like they're going to be cool but tolerate because. You know. Okay. At some point you have to realize you have to step back.
0: Okay, my next guest is do you think that Issa and Lawrence are finally done? Like we saw her say, I can't do this kind of on this first episode, but are they really done? Done. Is it over? Like we still the way she fra- left. The way she phrased it, she left the door open. I think so i think because she didn't say the words like they got another conversation coming yeah no because you know you you have
1: those y'all gonna y'all gonna converse until y'all can't converse no more especially if it was somebody that you really really wanted mm-hmm. so like she left that door open like cracked just a teeny bit just just a little bit and so i feel like there will be more conversations um Now with those conversations and Taylor, I do not know, but (laughs) I mean, because I can guarantee you, she's not going in the house to block them and delete them. Oh, she definitely none of that. No, no, no. So, no, there are conversations you left the door open.
0: Okay, all right. uh, If you block them, she's not done. I agree with that. I agree with that. Okay, well, Taylor, thank you so much for your questions, comments, and observations this morning. It has been a pleasure. (laughs) breaking this episode down with you please remember guys that you can watch this episode on youtube you can also listen to it wherever your podcasts are found make sure you're liking and subscribing to my channel so you can be caught up every week and come have a conversation with me about insecure season five say bye-bye to the people taylor bye-bye people (laughs) and i will see y'all next time